0: Morning from the team here at 1:37 p.m. This is 7:31 a.m. Let's get the day going.
1: Good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Today is Monday, January 3rd. We hope that you had a great holiday weekend with your family. We hope that your start to the new year with it being a weekend was nice, relaxing. We hope that you accomplish all of your goals. Bo and I are happy to be back doing 731. We're excited for this new year in 731 and to continue to evolve and deliver you guys some of our favorite updates in the world of sports gaming, NFTs, and more. Bo, Happy New Year. How you doing? What's cracking, Jael? You got any uh, New Year's resolutions that you want to share
0: and start to visualize? with our 137 p.m. family.
1: Yeah, you know, Bo, we always talk about the grind. And you and I both came around the same time. I think you were maybe like two months or so after me. And so we've seen how much 137 evolved through the course of 2021. And I'm excited to see what we can do in 2022. And so I think it's just about us taking it to the next level. Facts. But enough about us. Um, this is about you guys. And what we feel is some of the most interesting, fun and entertaining updates that we've had over this holiday Holiday weekend. If you are an avid listener of 731 or if you are not, uh, we typically just start the show talking about a birthday, a fact, and sometimes it's quirky, sometimes you know about it, sometimes you don't, but this is a name that you'll probably recognize. Today is Eli Manning's 40th birthday. If you're a sports fan, you already know that he is an NFL legend, along with his brother, Peyton, and so we just want to wish him a happy 40th birthday because there's no need to give a whole rundown of Eli Manning. We know what he has Accomplished. We know um, how successful he was. So happy 40th birthday to him, and hope that he continues to enjoy life post football. And with that, we will jump over into the landscape of NFTs. NFTs. The NFT world is, I guess, starting 2022 off in such a powerful way. Yesterday saw the highest sales volume on OpenSea in four months. So it appears, like from our NFT experts, that the market seems to be heading back onto another what's called bull market. OpenSea saw over $200 million in sales volume yesterday for NFT on ETH, the highest volume since September 2nd of this year, which was at the tail end of the summer of NFTs. And that period was the most explosive growth in the history of non-fungible token transactions. The January 2nd volume from yesterday beat the volume on January 1st, which was also the highest day since September 2nd. So let's that's a crazy metric to think about. The volume for the entire month of June 2021 was only around 150 million, and that's compared to over 200 million just yesterday. But December saw pretty much over 3.2 billion. Uh, additionally, if you are looking to learn more about PFP, which is a NFT profile picture projects and other collections featuring a variety of iterations on one central theme, there is a service called Rarity Sniper, which has become the primary resource for determining rarity rankings in big. Collections. Elections. We just wrote an explainer on the service, which is a good jumping off point for people looking to get into NFT trading and wondering how and what assets to buy. Bo, what you got?
0: Entertainment. It was another massive weekend for our web slinging friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And the box office numbers are just silly at this point. He raked in almost 58 million at the box office this weekend, uh, bringing the domestic total to about 600 million. And it is at $1. 0.37 billion globally right now, which is a ridiculous number, but also shout out 137, because, you know, that's what we do over here. Uh, Sing 2 follows Spider-Man with nearly 20 million domestically, which is a pretty solid little second Weekend. The box office, though, had a couple flops here and there, including the Matrix resolutions. The Kingsman did just okay. And then, given that the Matrix struggled a bit this weekend, Godzilla vs. Kong finished the year as Warner Brothers' most successful project when you're speaking just in terms of the finances. Obviously, Dune was quite successful, but Godzilla Kong, a lot of people. You know, dismiss it as this big monster fighting movie, but at the end of the day, it's what brought in the most money for Warner Brothers, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Jael, what was the NBA weekend like?
1: Sports. You know, DeMar DeRozan has been the talk of the NBA town with his two buzzer beaters. He is yes, the he first has. Yes, he player has. in NBA history with game winners on back-to-back days. Uh, right now, the Bulls sit at the top of the East, but Giannis and the Bucks are on their tail. I'm sure you're happy to hear that, Bo. But there's no denying the fact that Giannis is just cruising right now. On Saturday, he became the first player in NBA history to have 35 points, 15 boards, and 10 assists in less than 35 minutes. He is also third in the league in scoring, but 60th in minutes played so that's pretty cool but you know Giannis is, is doing his thing but just back to DeRozan real quick that's a there's so many records that he broke with that the the back-to-back buzzer beaters on back-to-back days but if you want to get technical Bo, it was 2021 and 2022.
0: Over on the NFL side of things this story is just bananas so Antonio Brown You know, having a kind of bizarre season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing okay, but has a vaccination case that's going on because he supposedly turned in a fake vaccine card to the team. And now on Sunday, Antonio Brown is seen taking off his helmet his jersey, his pads, he's throwing it into the stands in the middle of a game, walks off the field, throwing up double P signs after the game, Bruce Arians, the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers says, yep, he's no longer a Buccaneer, I have no idea what's in Antonio Brown's future, but what a bizarre story, kind of on an uplifting side of things, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals has 11 catches, 266 yards, and 3 touchdowns on Sunday, It was the most yards by a rookie wide receiver in NFL history as the Bengals took down the Chiefs to get to 10 and 6. Jael, I don't even know what to make of the A-B stuff.
1: I guess we're all really baffled by what happened with Antonio Brown, but I think the most anybody can do at this point is just, you know, wish him the best, you know, with whatever it is that's going on in his life personally, professionally. Perhaps the most
0: interesting sports story of the weekend is Jake Paul versus Dana White. This is the breakdown of the story. Jake Paul's manager is the former CFO of the UFC. Dana White and the CFO do not get along anymore. They had a bad breakup. Things didn't go well. This CFO then goes to manage Jake Paul as he starts to pursue a boxing career. And Jake Paul tells Dana White, I will fight Jorge Masvidal, the bad Mother effer in the UFC. That's not me calling him that. That is his actual title in the UFC. He holds the BMF belt. He said, I will go and fight Jorge Masvidal if you do these three things. I want the minimum fight pay raised from 12K to 50K for all fighters in the UFC. I want a revenue split between UFC ownership and UFC fighters. And I want lifelong health care for all fighters that partake in the UFC. It's impressive. He's kind of winning over the common person. He's winning over possibly UFC fighters for saying this. I'm telling you, Jael, I think it would be really interesting if Jake Paul started his own MMA fighting organization where he offered these perks and these benefits to fighters under his brand it's a very detail-oriented story but it's really really fascinating what Jake Paul is doing right now and the way he's attacking Dana White that is it for today's episode JL if you want more details head to 137pm.com follow 137pm on all social media platforms we will be back tomorrow we hit all 365 of last year and as always remember to please stay curious